0: live. Hey Andrew, how are you going? Hey David, really well. how are you? Yeah really good. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, I, I, a question or a statement you know we, we talk about the sales process a lot and uh, we talk about marketing and you, you know my philosophy is pretty simple. most people in business underinvest in their marketing in their sales. and I think like if you think about it, a business should spend half of its time getting clients in and half of its time delivering the product or service. So when we talk about how to improve your sales process, what comes to mind for you? What are the first things that come to mind?
1: I think the first thing is to have a, an ideal client in mind. You know, we can, we can service a lot of people, but when we get really clear about who ideally we want to serve, the sales conversation becomes a lot easier. So the first thing is, yeah, working out who your perfect future client is.
0: Yep. So, so once you know that, let, let's sort of dig down because for me, whenever we talk about uh, the marketing or the sales funnel, there, there's three levels. There's top of funnel, which is lead gen, so getting new people in the door. There's middle of funnel, which is the nurture space and this is your area of strength, I suppose, keeping in touch and making sure we communicate. And then there's bottom of funnel, which is the conversion. So, you know, if we're lucky, our leads come in and they're hot to try. They have high buyer intent. They come straight from top of funnel to bottom of funnel and we sign them up and everybody's happy, happy days. But the reality is unless we segregate those three levels, we might be talking the wrong language to the wrong person at the wrong time. And so when you say getting clear on your target, that's about minimising the wastage, isn't it? It's about saying, well, if I'm going to generate leads, names of people, I need to make sure they fit my target market. So if I know who my target market is, I've got a way of matching Okay. Um, So that's one way to improve conversion is to spend less time in front of non-qualified people. Yes. Yes. Okay. The second piece of the puzzle. Sorry. You go, you go, David. I was going to say this is where you come in, right? Because even if I qualify someone as being the right target and they fall into my funnel, they may not be ready to buy right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Improving the sales process is then about an education process, isn't it? It's about getting them ready to buy or giving them an education about who we are. What's your thoughts on that one?
1: Definitely, and particularly in professional services who really this uh, this podcast is for, we we know that it can be a long sales cycle. And I think there's some statistics, you know, say if there's every, for every 100 people, only 50, 50% will never buy from you. But... There might be two to five percent who are ready right now, and the rest of the 43 48 percent might be ready in three to 12 months. So, as you said, David, you need to find a way to continue to be relevant. And I think what I've learned is uh, today, in today's sort of online age, you need to be a little bit omnipresent. So, for example, LinkedIn's a a, a, a great way for for me and also our our clients to generate leads, then, of course we need to drop back into a cadence of communication. I know you, you, you call it the communication rhythm. I love that. And that's really about uh, over time, just talking about things that are relevant for them, talking about the way that you think, and then yeah. every so often giving opportunities for them to raise their hands and say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a conversation. Uh, and I know that you've experimented with this as well in terms of frequency and how you communicate. I mean, yeah. What have you learned, David, about keeping in touch and? Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, because yeah, I think, you know, that, that's an element and that's just making sure that we're almost nurturing, right? So sometimes, you know, our prospects, they come to us, they're the right target market, but they're not ready. And uh, the risk is that we fear we're going to lose that ability to sell to them, so we try and close. And if they're not ready, they're just not ready. And I think one yeah. of my biggest lessons has been no one likes being pressured into a sale. <laughs> okay, they like to yeah. buy. And to make it easy to buy, you need to make sure that you've got a raft of communication, as you mentioned. So it might be through uh, content that you create and you, and you share. It might be through a, a resource that's available that they can, they can access. Um, but really, until they're in bottom of funnel, so when they've raised their hand and said, I'm ready now, that's when you put on your sales hat. Right? <laughs> and for me, like improving the sales process, we've talked about the two pre- uh, previous stages, which is get the right leads in the door targeting make sure we educate them so that they're ready to buy. And when they are ready to buy, we have to be on our game. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, when we talk about sales, the sales call itself, um, if you have the wrong person in front of you, it doesn't matter how good you are at sales. okay. And so uh, I think having, a, but on the same token, if the right person's ready to buy and you don't have a sales process, you can actually fumble the deal. So mm-hmm. there's three elements, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And this bottom of funnel is the one I really wanted to touch on today because when you say, David, I'm ready to talk, right, what you're saying is I'm open to hearing what you've got to say, I want to hear your proposal, and I want to decide whether it's for me. Mm -hmm. In that scenario, I think that there's four keys, okay? Uh, And the first one is that there has to be a level of trust. Now, trust can be built in advance through this pipeline process, but if someone's ready to buy right now, then they might not go into your nurture sequence. They might just end up in front of you. So how do you build trust? Yep. Um, the second one is this whole notion of rather than selling, we should be listening, asking good questions. Okay. So establishing the need. right, And not establishing the need as in um, trying to work out what they need, but making sure that the prospect understands what their problem is. Right? What problem is it that we solve and how big a problem is it for them? So asking good questions. Level three is then we can offer the solution, the help. How can we help them? And the last piece is what's what's the closing? Like how do we get this person to engage? What's the next step? And if we don't have those four elements in play, what ends up happening is we move into a sales presentation and we prematurely close, or we don't close at all. Um, and and how, how do you see this play out?
1: I've, I've been super, super clear, clear about, about my, my sales, sales process, process, process now. now. I, used I used to have, to have, have a, a uh, some sort of process but it was very much around you're a lead i call you up i have a bit of a conversation but there was no real agenda now i've got two sales parts of my process the first is a 15 minute i call a discovery call and i frame it by saying i've got some specific questions that i need to ask to determine if or how i can help if i can help we'll book another call and i'll show you what What I can do for you in a bit more detail. If I can't help, I'll let you know and I'll do my best to point you in the right direction. And I keep it to 15 minutes and what I find is uh, during that conversation it's a bit like I'm a doctor. Um, I'm not trying to impress them, they're trying to impress me. I'm trying to assess whether they're the right fit for me. And I found that probably 20 plus conversations later, the amount of people, now, people that self-select, self-select out or self-select, self-select in is so powerful because it's, it changes the whole the dynamic. dynamic from, 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 when, when I think about sales now, from, I just I think just it more of as a diagnosis. I never so used, to used to think it like that. Yeah. So, so that's my, my experience anyway, anyway way, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think if you wear that the persona of the doctor, right? You say, I'm here to assess whether there's a fit and I'm here to assess whether our program or our product or whatever it is that I'm selling is actually going to solve your problem. And if I believe it is, and if you really have the genuine need that you've articulated, it's a matter of how we engage. Yep. And -hmm. this is the last piece of the puzzle, which is, well, if there's a fit, how do we ask for an order? Right now, some people see that as pressure. You know, I don't want to close people. I don't want to chase people. I don't like being forced into a decision. But if it's the right fit, Mm -hmm. then surely there's an obligation to um, make sure that you help that person. And I think my favorite quotation on sales is most people think selling is all about pitching, right? But I think the definition of professionally helping people buy, professionally helping people buy, right? Which means I'm a consultant and my job is to work out whether our product fits your need. And if it does, I want to articulate the benefits so that it's a no-brainer and that you see it and you go, oh, this is is a no-brainer. So I'd rather get to a point where someone says, well, this is a no-brainer as opposed to... Okay, I, give me the pitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome.
1: And just with that, David, I mean, you're, you've, you, had a, you spent a lot of time in sales before starting your, you know, your business coaching firm. Yep. What have you learned about, so what's your sales process now? Someone comes to you, do you have a similar approach? Do you have yep. a two-step approach? How do you go about it?
0: interesting to hear yeah so we, we have two steps right so, so what happens is we've got the three levels of funnel top of funnel generate leads qualified people middle of funnel nurture and bottom of funnel which is the sales process and in, in the in the bottom of funnel we have two meetings right we have one which is called a triage and the reason we call it that is because it's the equivalent of a triage nurse in a hospital the purpose of the triage call is to make an assessment and to decide whether this is the right time and we have the right fit of product um, that's 15 minutes. Right, that's a 15-minute session. Now, sometimes we combine that with what we now call a brainstorm session. And in our brainstorm session, that's now where we dig beneath the surface and we say, you're here because you have a problem that we can solve and our job is to yeah. match, okay? Now, the distinction is the triage is a very much just a, is this a good fit for now or is it, not, is it too early or, or is it a bad fit? Uh, the reason we mm-hmm. keep them short is uh, that if it's not a good fit, there's no point in trying to sell something, okay? And I certainly don't want to do a full sales presentation if someone's not ready to go. Um, so we do that part. And then in the brainstorm session, what we do is we've got a very structured approach where we frame the call. We talk about you know what the objectives of the call are. We talk about what the outcome of the call can be. And we talk about what needs to happen during that call to lead to the outcome. Um, that second call, generally uh, 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So the trick there is that if someone's not ready to buy and I go too far down that process, it sort of becomes a bit difficult to, to close the sale because they weren't ready. Um, so the triaging should be done up front. Sometimes they're two separate mm-hmm. calls. But if it's uh, someone who comes in as high buyer intent, so say we're doing paid advertising on Facebook, oh, sorry, on, on Google, someone clicks you know, business, business help or business mentoring and they, they're basically wanting to go. So we'll combine
1: that into one call mm. and just get it done in one hit. Right. So it sounds like we've got a similar approach where we have a, just a short triage, then we have a slightly longer hmm. strategy call or a brainstorming call. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is which is interesting. So and, and just going back to what you said before, David, I think you said that there's a bit of a, a common mistake for business owners is that they are afraid to ask for sale.
0: Yes.
1: So how can we overcome that? Is it simply by just reinforcing and saying you know, like myself, you know I like myself I like myself you can do it of course you can you're valuable you're valuable and then it's simply saying so would you like to stay where you are or do you want to do you want to accelerate how can well, it's a mindset thing obviously
0: yes um, in the old days what you just described there is very much a, a, a Tom Hopkins or a Brian Tracy or a you know psych myself into the sale. Um, and you can use that to give yourself the positive energy. Um, I think um, there has to be a level of absolute belief that your product or service is going to deliver, okay? Because um, if if you have that belief, if you believe your product's a genuine fit, not just a pitch to see if they're going to buy it, like this is genuinely going to benefit the person, there's almost an obligation to move them forward. Now, for me, closing a sale should not be... I'm not a fan of here comes the close, okay? Um, to me, closing yes. a sale should be happening from day one. Everything that you do in your marketing funnel, everything you do in your nurturing funnel is about leading people down a path. And the path mm-hmm. is the engagement, okay? So when we get to the end of a sales call, you know, the main thing for me is not just to sort of say, so what do you think, right? Or this is the pain where I close the sale, right? I yep, yep. present the proposal, I explain how the program works. I explain where we start. And I ask the question. Uh, I ask the question of this, When does it, When? does when is a decision going to be made on this? Is this a now thing or is this a later thing? right? And then based on that, we'll say, so when would you like to get started? Now, the assumption is that they want to get started. Now, if I ask when you'd like to get started and you look at me going, oh, I'm not really sure, I probably haven't demonstrated enough value or fit Mm -hmm. if that makes sense okay Mm -hmm. so then i go back to my sales process and say where did i not ask better questions where did i not ascertain the real problem and where did i not uh, explain where my solution fits Mm -hmm. because if i'm talking to you and you're saying i have this problem and i say i understand exactly that problem what's it costing you so we, we sort of go through this process and then we talk about how we solve that problem and so then i would ask so when would you like to get going on this? Or is this a now thing or a later thing? And you'd say, well, if you can solve my problem, I'm ready to go. Great, let's get started, you know, and just move Mm -hmm. straight into it. So I think it's removing that fear of closing and converting it into a compulsion to help. Okay. So if there's a benefit, Mm -hmm. then it's easier to get people engaged. You know, the metaphor I've often used on this is if you're you're a, a surgeon of skin cancer, And you knew what a melanoma looked like. And you were walking down the beach one day, not in Melbourne at the moment, too cold. And you noticed that there was a young girl on the beach and she had this big melanoma on her shoulder. But you're a 40-year-old man. And it sort of looks a bit awkward when you sort of approach her and she might think you're some sort of strange guy. But you know the consequence of that thing, right? So you go over there and you say, I don't want to be sounding a bit weird, but I've just noticed this on your shoulder. You need to get it checked who are you well i'm a skin surgeon and i can tell you so when you've got authority it's easy to ask people to do something and authority means i'm clear on my value that i produce in my business and it's going to help you solve the problem that you just told me you had okay mm-hmm. uh if i'm not sure then it becomes really hard to close a sale so what do you think <laughs> you know Yes yes,
1: yes, 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 yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. That, that's more of a, um, down that's down an uncertain down comment down rather down than, down you know, we know down that, down that down it's a fit. fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just, just asking the question. question. And, and with, with the, the, the fit, um, for you watching, we would love to know as well, as well uh, what, what do you do struggle most with, with in terms of the sales process? Or what's something that you're really finding that's valuable for you in your sales? Because, Obviously, we, you know, we're, we're two business owners, we've, we've been around the traps for a little while and we've tested a few things, And but I think that the main takeaway for me from the conversation is that you need to have a, a system and a structure and a script with your, with your process and you've uh, got to test it out on real people and and the results will be in the pudding, right? You, you know, if, you, if your conversion rate increases or I guess if the quality of the clients is, is of the right fit, then your marketing is working and therefore your sales are working as well.
0: Yeah, so anyone who's got any questions or comments on this uh, topic, uh, please enter the chat box. Um, We'd love to sort of help you out. Uh, You know, one of our things with these these shows is literally to go live and to find out what people are looking for, find out Mm -hmm. how we can help them in actually getting inroads in what they're trying to achieve within their businesses. Definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe just a, a sort of question around how you got to that sales process, David. I mean, is that, is that through a lot of trial and error for you? Um, did you have a, I mean, how, have you had to finesse it throughout the whole process, or, or what's been that process for you to get to this path?
0: Well, it's funny, because you know, when, when I started in business, I, I was not a salesperson. My first business, I was a technician. I used to fix things for a living. And uh, my father-in-law at the time, he sort of encouraged me to go into sales. And I had a go at it and he sort of made a funny comment. He said, David, you're a guy who works with your hands and not with your head. You'll never make it in sales. And that was like challenge accepted, right? (laughs) So so what I realized is it's a learned thing, right? And uh, there's a lot of sales materials out there. There's a lot of sales process uh, documents out there that you can tap into. Um, But I feel like when I look back at sales process and what I used to do, is I try and work out how can I systemize things because there's very predictable behavior, right? And I learned that people always come up with the same objection. Now, if I know what the objections are, I can research those objections and I can have answers to those and not only wait till they come up, but anticipate them in advance. And so Mm. you can, can, let's say you have 100 sales calls in a row and after about 10 of them, you realize that one of the objections is let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Tonight, you jump on Google and say, how do I handle the objection? Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And you'll come up with a myriad of answers. Tomorrow, you have new information. And you start your conversation or you get to this point in the conversation. You say, you know, a lot of people like to think about these things before they make a decision. And that's why we've created the try before you buy process because really the only way that you're going to know if this is going to work is to give it a trial. Does that make sense? (laughs) Now, you've just taken away the I need to think about it and this is just a very quick answer to this process, right? But where I'm yes. going with this is I know my sales, I know, I know what's going to happen. A lot of it's predictable. I know what my prospects are going to say. I know what they're going to ask. And I know mm-hmm. what they're going to do. It's naive of me to not go and learn how to deal with those things knowing that it's going to hit me again tomorrow, okay? Yes. Yeah, and and so for me, it's been a, a iterative process. And learning from sales, like going through some of the greats, you know, the Tom Hopkins and the Tony Robbins and the, and, and, and the Brian Tracys of the world, they've all got great stuff, right? Now, it's evolved, right? So the principles might be the same, but the mechanisms have changed. And I think yeah. anyone who is in sales and sees it as part of their job, if you learn sales, you will improve conversion. There's no question, right? <laughs> if you don't think you're a salesperson, you don't like sales, but you do it because you have to, then you probably won't improve your <laughs> conversion. So for me, it's about getting your mindset around the fact that I am a salesperson. And as a salesperson, there are tools that I can use to improve my sales, and if I use them, they will improve. And if I don't, they won't. So now I just go to work, and you know it's funny because uh, you know, and I think it was Zig Ziglar who said it, and he said, you know, salespeople are either the hardest working, low paid people, or the highest paid. Low, low. I can't remember the exact terminology, but the, the message was simple: salespeople get paid highly variable incomes. Right Mm -hmm. from very low to very high. And in a lot of companies, the salespeople get paid more than the CEO. Mm -hmm. And the reason they get paid more than the CEO is because they bring business in. So it's not a profession that you can study at university, right? That you have to do five years or four years to become a a, a lawyer or a doctor, six years, I think, Mm -hmm. to become a dentist. But uh, a good salesperson will earn more than a dentist. So imagine Mm -hmm. if you studied sales for six years before you went out and started talking to people, what would change, okay? So for me, the premise is simple. You learn about sales. You incorporate the ideas that work for you because everyone's different and you improve your Mm -hmm. sales process. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's always a changing changing thing. thing. It's always a learning thing, I love that.
0: Yeah, and what about for you, Andrew? What's your key takeaways for people who are looking to improve their sales process?
1: Um, I definitely think it's a mindset and I think that it's about the confidence of your product and that almost like the um the self-worth of your of you yep. uh, something i've worked on is is definitely around uh, you know re- respecting the fact that you know you do you do a great job you can get great results and therefore people will be lucky to work with you because you can have a profound impact on them and their lives and their business etc yeah. so the quicker that you can realize that and the less that you can that you can shy away from it the success will follow people will gravitate towards you um, it will come through in your conversations uh, and everyone will see it and that's only a good thing. So I think to me it's about, as you, as you said, David, embracing the fact that, that we are in sales and uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic um, it's a fantastic thing to do, spend your time doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and really it's one of those skill sets that as you build it, you increase your, your, your income pretty much almost directly. So I think people don't give it enough attention. They see it as a negative thing. They don't want to be seen as a salesperson when really it's probably one of the things that's going to move the needle the most for people in business. Totally. Yeah, awesome. Andrew, it's been great having you on the show today. Uh, It's been interesting just to sort of uh, talk about just generally how to improve sales process. Um, I I suppose if anyone needs any specific help, we've asked people just into the chat box, you know, if they've got questions or if they've got actual ideas that they want to to sort of nut through, uh, please put them into the chat so we can help you guys and uh, we'll be back here same time next week
1: great look forward to it thanks david thanks everyone for watching
0: yeah awesome cheers andrew